I don't know about you, but I have really discovered my body responding in different ways to different foods over the past five to 10 years. I don't know if it's because I'm older or because my my body just reacts differently um, and is a little more sensitive to some things than it used to be. But I have really had to start listening to my body a little more and honoring that. I know sometimes when we start to hear the term, listen to your body, we have a tendency to kind of phase out. But today I want to just take a minute and filter down some of the ways that our body may be trying to communicate to us. So stay tuned. Hey there, I'm Amy Connell and welcome to Graced Health. This podcast is for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and age their bodies well. And of course, we like to enjoy a little chocolate in the process because we got to have our own balance as well. Today I'm talking about listening to our body and responding to our body when it is trying to tell us something about the food we are eating. I did this as a lesson actually for my teen students this past summer. I did a teen fitness class and I would have a, just a little high-end nutrition lesson for them at the end. And then I started thinking, you know, these are things that I really didn't figure out for myself until fairly recently. And these are things that you maybe you know all of them, maybe you know some of them, but I think it's worth just putting out there as a reminder to really pay attention to all of the different aspects of our body. I continue to be amazed at how intricate our body is and how God designed so many different aspects of it, yet it still can operate as one unit. However, sometimes some aspects of it work a little bit better and some are trying to talk to us, and some are being squeaky, or they are, I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, the best thing I can come up with is when your brakes start going bad on your car, and it starts squealing every time you hit the brakes. And even though the car is working well, the brakes are saying, hey, I need new pads, I need new brakes, and it's trying to talk to us. And so our body does the same type of thing. About 10 years ago, my body went through just this wild and wacky shift. I sound like an SNL skit on there, wild and wacky, but it really did. Like all of a sudden I had a million different things. I felt like I had a lot of different things wrong with me. Like my blood pressure all of a sudden was high. I had dental issues. I had to have a root canal. I was having horrible digestive issues. And I, by the way, fair warning, I'm talking about poop today, because that's one of the ways our body talks about us and or talks to us. And my mother doesn't listen to podcasts. So I know this isn't going to horrify her as it would if I was writing about it on my blog. <laughs> so if you know my mom, don't tell her I'm talking about poop. Anyway, I had terrible allergies. I just, I had all kinds of things going on. I ended up having some food allergy testing. And while none of them were terrible, my allergist, whom I adore and who has really helped my one of my sons with bad eczema and my other one with some other allergies, 
he's doing this little skin prick test on my back. So he does the little pricks. He comes back 15 minutes later and his first words to me were, okay, don't freak out, but you have a lot here. (laughs) And I do. I think I have 12 different things that technically 10 years ago, my body did not like. And then once I was able to take some of those out, then some of them I was able to add back in. Some of them I didn't feel like they bothered me that much. And I'm just now realizing, oh, actually, they do. I think I talked about uh, onions when I was on the podcast or the episode with Candace Harris, and how all of a sudden, I'm realizing that I actually am like nasal allergies to onions. Anyway, my body had been talking to me a lot back then. And it's just it takes a minute. And sometimes you have to like zero in on one thing and think, okay, well, what is what is going on here? So today, I want to mention several aspects of ways our body may be communicating to you. Like I said, you may know all of these. However, some of these may be new to you. Let's go ahead and dig in. Now, these are in no particular order. These are just points that I had when I was talking with my teens. And we'll just go through these. So maybe I can get it together and actually number them for you. Then the first one is sleep quality. How well are you sleeping? When you go to bed at night? Are you waking up a lot? Do you wake up at two or three in the morning and you're awake for an hour? Does it is it hard for you to fall asleep? I mean, yes, it can be hard for us to get up in the mornings, but it, I mean, is it abnormally hard? So kind of take an inventory of how well you are sleeping. Number two, a puffy face. There are foods I eat that I can totally pinpoint the next day. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, body, sorry. I'm really sorry about that. One of them is pizza. I had kind of mostly stay away from gluten as much as possible without being fussy about it. I also have issues with dairy, digestive issues. We'll talk about that in a minute. Combine those together with a whole bunch of salty processed meat and my face the next morning, like the circumference is probably an inch wider. I mean, it is just as puffy as can be. So, you know, those might be things that might be saying, hey, I've had too much salt. I've had things that are making me a little inflamed. You know, I can't really give a prescription for every single one of them. But if you wake up and your face is all puffy, that doesn't happen when you have broccoli. (laughs) More than likely, I'm just saying. (laughs) Number three, body aches. I I can tell you that when I start eating a lot of inflammatory foods, I think I've mentioned this before, I will really start having my hip starts aching really badly, my feet start getting inflamed, the plantar fasciitis uh, starts to flare up a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's just everything is just kind of inflamed. And so everything's not moving as well as it wants to because it's somewhat inhibited. So how is everything feeling? Like, how are your joints feeling? How do your knees feel when you sit down? Now, obviously, that might be an orthopedic issue. I'm not a doctor. I should have said that at the beginning. You guys know this. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. All the things of a legal disclaimer. But these are things that I I think might be able to help you with that. So how are your body aches? How are your body pains? Do they ebb and flow? Do they hurt sometimes but not hurt sometimes? If so, that might be a food related issue rather than 
say, an orthopedic issue or a medical issue. Number four, how is your fitness performance or your athletic performance? Now, we all have good days and bad days. I mean, for the runners out there, I mean, you have a good run and you have a bad run. And sometimes you have no idea why. It's It's just the way that it works. But there are times that we can start to look at things and say, oh my gosh, I had maybe too much wine last night, or maybe I've had too much sugar or refined foods or whatever, and I'm not running like I normally do. I'm not running as fast, or I'm not able to do as many burpees because we all love burpees. I like burpees. Do you? I have a client who hates them. Anyway, whatever it is, like if you can't do what you can normally do, it's worth a question why not? And maybe it's just a fluke. And maybe it's because of fueling. I really notice this, the flip side. So when I have been fueling really well, and for some reason, I feel like sweet potatoes are like the secret sauce for me. If I am eating a lot of sweet potatoes, and I'm running a lot, that makes a huge difference. And I run so well, I don't know what it is. I should probably look it up. But that's just something that I have noticed. My body likes sweet potatoes. Eat them when you run, Amy. (laughs) Number five, a foggy brain. Like how clear are you thinking? I mean, I am foggy in the morning until I've had my coffee. And I admit I have kind of slowly crept into having probably one more cup than I should. I like to stop at two and I've been having three. It's probably a little bit more than I need. But you know, foggy for a little bit is fine. But if you're just continually not thinking well, it might be that you're not giving your body the nutrients it needs for the synapses to work and for everything to get where it needs to go and to be clear headed. So give that a consideration. Number six, gassiness. Okay, this is where we get into the point where I'm glad that my mom doesn't listen to these things. (laughs) So that time that I was talking about, about 10 years ago, it really became a joke between my husband and I, we would have dinner, and then we would sit down on the couch, because we always do whatever we do in the evening together, we might read, we might watch a show. Um, By the way, for all mankind, that show, oh my gosh, it's so good. So is the morning show, I'm getting off track. If you're on Apple TV, those are two that are definitely worth the investment. Anyway, we would sit down on our couch and, you know, settle into the evening and the, the gas was so bad. And I, so he would laugh. He was very sweet and, and he didn't like turn his nose up too much at me. But every night I'd be like, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what the deal is. And that was just the running thing. Like every night, I don't know what the deal was. And then I was really, really gassy. It turned out the deal was I was eating a lot of dairy and my body didn't like it. And I think I was probably eating some other things. Now it's been long enough that I can't really remember. It's, but I'm not going to blame foggy, blame foggy brain for that. But anyway, I think the deal was I was just eating some things that my body didn't like. And it was, that was one way that it was trying to tell me. So that actually moves into number seven, which is your waste, your poop. Full disclosure, I have two teenage boys and a husband. And guess who gets the biggest kick out of potty humor in the house? It's not them. <laughs> I don't know why, but I I have the worst potty humor. <laughs> 
here. So I have no problem talking about poop. You can hit the little forward button for 30 seconds or a minute if you want, if you don't want to hear about it. But it's worth listening to. And this is why. When you poop, that's your body saying if you have had enough fluids, because if you are plop plopping into the toilet, then you're dehydrated. It means that your waste has been sitting in your digestive system, maybe a little too long, or it hasn't had enough fluid to push things along and it's gotten dry. And so it's harder to get out. You know, I remember years ago watching Dr. Oz, it might've been when he was on Oprah, that it was that long ago. And he said, it needs to be S shaped. Now, TMI, I don't know that I have S shaped poops, but you just want to have a nice good poop. And on and off, it shouldn't be a big ordeal. It shouldn't take you 30 minutes in the morning. I mean, unless like that's your hiding place and you just want to sit there for a little bit and do whatever it is on the phone. I mean, let's be honest, everybody's on their phone in the bathroom. But if it's taking you 30 minutes, something is wrong. You want to have a nice, clean, solid poop, not the little nuggets. I think that's what my friend Candace calls them. Not just the little plops, but a, a, a good solid. And this was my problem not goose poop either. Not something that looks like you got a bottle of ketchup and squeezed it into the toilet and that it's, you know, different colors. But (laughs) you don't want that consistency either. That was what my body was doing to me. And I was like, this is not right. This is not normal. It's not S shaped. So take it, take note of your waste and what it's doing. And then that you might be able to tell, okay, I'm eating something weird, or I'm not getting enough hydration or water. Uh, You know, those are things to take note of. Okay, I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off the bathroom humor stuff. We'll move on. I could talk about poop all day, though. I will say that. (laughs) Number eight, energy. Now we all know this, I don't need to spend a lot of time on it. But how is your energy? I have talked on here that I've been kind of changing up a little bit of, of it's how I eat what I eat a little bit. But I have noticed that when I kind of delay that first meal of the day until 11am or so, and this is just me, I'm not saying this is how it is, how it should be for everybody. But for some reason, that really increases my energy. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not wise enough to know why, but I don't feel that lull at 2pm like I used to. I mean, it used to be that I had to take a nap, like a 20 minute nap every day, and I don't have to do that anymore. So for whatever reason, my body's responding well to delaying that first meal until very late morning. Number nine, how are your cravings? There's an old I don't, I don't know if it's a wise tale, wives tale or not, but where you're going to be craving the things that your body is missing, like craving the nutrients that your body is really needing. And I think to some extent, that's true. But also to another extent, it's not because our body does get addicted to the things that maybe it doesn't need very much of. It gets addicted to the sugar. It gets addicted to, you know, processed food and the white stuff, right? Like the white flour and the white sugar and the, uh, all of, all of the white foods. And so I don't think that it's really fair to say, well, I'm craving a cookie. So my body must really need a cookie. Not necessarily. So pay attention to to what you're what you are craving. And it might be that your body is needing less of something. Or if you are craving a big chunk of chicken, 
then you might just need some protein. So I don't know that there's really a prescription for any of this, but it's just something to pay attention to. And and what are you really craving? And if you don't know what you're craving, but you're just needing something, try just having a big glass of water and wait 15 minutes and see what that does for you. Which leads into hunger. Like, are you hungry all the time? Or are you satiated? One of the things that I have really liked about delaying that first meal is I'm really getting like a full day's worth of calories in eight hours, sometimes it's less. So I'm consuming 1800 calories in eight hours. I'm, I'm not hungry. And that works really well for me. But if you are limiting yourself to a certain amount of calories a day, and you're just you're starving all the time, I think it's time to adjust and to really relook at that. We don't want to starve our bodies. Again, I know I'm getting into sensitive territory here. I know I'm not a dietitian. I know I'm not a nutritionist, but it's something to pay attention to. If you are hungry all the time, that's not where you want to be. And that's not how you're going to thrive either in your physical fitness, in your mental fitness, in your emotional fitness, in your emotional health. Like nobody, nobody is happy when they're hungry all the time. There's a reason we have the word hangry. So figure out how to get the right amount of fuel in your body to function well, but for it to be that balance where it's not too little or it's not too much. And that goes along with number 11, which is your mood. Um, Hangry is a real thing. And I get hangry. I haven't thank goodness been super hangry in a while, but Oh, sister, I can get that way. (laughs) Um, Another experience I had recently in my mood was um, I got a little irritated after a particular football game. We have some very rabid football fans for a particular team in my house. It was a very big game. They lost uh, in not a way that one wants to lose a game. And I was mad. I was mad at, I was mad at the institution. I was mad at football. I was mad at everybody. And that was not the right way to respond, which what does it have to do with food? I don't know. I'm just telling you, (laughs) I get in moods as well, but you know, for whatever it's worth, that was at the end of the holiday season. When yes, I had made better choices than the year before, but not perfect choices. Uh, Not that I strive for perfection. But you know, I probably was a little more susceptible to being mad. Also, you know, I was getting ready to have my period. So that never helps either. And then finally, number 12 is what's your skin like? What's your complexion like? I have heard more comments from people who have really changed their diet and included more vegetables in their diet and and really changed it up and especially the water. And they're like, my skin is so much better, or I don't feel like I have to wear makeup anymore. Uh, It really does make a difference. It's funny, my son has noticed that with just drinking water. He said, I don't, he said, my skin is so much better. I mean, he said, you know, he's a teen boy. So, you know, teen boys get acne, but um, he really noticed a difference 
when he started drinking a whole lot of water and made really no other changes beyond that. So how, how is your skin? How is your complexion? And I'm not just talking about your face. Like, are you getting itchy spots, eczema spots? Um, if you're prone to skin is- issues like eczema or psoriasis or something like that, if that's flaring up, that's your body saying, hey, whatever, you know, it might be your body saying, hey, I'm not really liking what you're doing. My husband has psoriasis. And then he because of that, he also has psoriatic arthritis. So that's what we're working around with him. That's why he's gluten free. That's why he uh, avoids dairy. And it really does. I mean, it makes a huge difference. And he'll tell you that And he's a super private guy, but he has given me permission to talk about that because it really is a compelling enough story for him that he thinks it's worth other people knowing about. Those are the 12 ways that I came up with with how your body may be trying to talk to you. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, sleep quality. Number two, puffy face. Number three, if your body aches. Number four, your athletic or fitness performance. Number five, foggy brain. Number six, are you gassy? I don't know what the deal is. Number seven, how's your waist? I won't talk about that anymore. I want to though. Number nine, no, that was number seven. Number eight, energy, how's your energy? Number nine, what are your cravings like? Number 10, what's your hunger like? Are you hungry all the time? Number 11, how's your mood? If the team loses the game, how do you respond? No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's probably not a good, that's not a good litmus test. That's just where, that's just a, an impactful time that I had a mood recently. And number 10, how's your skin? How's your complexion? Not just on your face. Let's just let's do a holistic look at that. If you are having some weird things going on with your body, maybe some of these are different ways that your body is trying to communicate with you. I hope that helps or maybe will at least give you a little bit of clarity in how to be looking at things. Hey, I have some episodes coming up where I'm going to be providing you some recipes and quick cheat sheet type of information. If you want to make sure that you get all of those without having to go hunt them down, go to the website, head over to gracedhealth.com slash podcast, put your name in there and I will add you to the list where I send out all of the resources that I talk about. So anytime we are, I say, Oh, go get this or go download that. You should be getting that right in your inbox. It makes it simple and it makes it easy. You know, I'm all about simplicity and easiness. Thanks to those who have rated and reviewed. I've spoken with some friends who have said, now, how do you go? I want to write a review, but I don't know how to do that. On Apple iTunes, just go to the search button, type in Graced Health and hit return. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see where you can leave one to five stars. Fives are always appreciated, but I want you to leave whatever is authentic and true to you. And then you can scroll down a little bit more and write a review. Those are super helpful to the show. Thanks to those of you who have already done it. I I greatly appreciate it. Make sure you come back next week when I'm going to be sharing some of my the favorite ways I use my Instapot that are not meals, like they're not recipes, but there are things to make my life simple and easier. And I'm all about that. Okay, that is it for today. 
Go out there and have a great day. Mm-hmm.